Hey gang, this is Fillmore, just letting you know that if you enjoy our podcast, quite frankly, a Howard Stern podcast, and you'd like to donate some money for the upkeep, uh, or you want to request certain clips, please donate to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash jimfix. That's J-I-M-F-I-X-X. You can donate as much as you want for as long as you want. There's absolutely no obligation. Everything, and then I would put on my underpants... <laughs> and then and I would sashay out. And then, yes, and then I parade around. And then, in order to feel more comfortable, we pretended I was at a gay club, walking around in just my underpants, and to see oh if my. everyone at the gay club enjoyed me. And um, and when we voted on my underpants look, and that was really gay. You know, I was very gay. It, it sounds gay because yeah. it was just the two of you. Yeah. And then even Ralph said, you know, you don't need to keep. Um, parading around why don't you just try them on and whatever ones you like we can order right he's he doesn't need to see you yeah and i go <laughs> what's the matter you don't want to see me <laughs> joe hi you're on the air hey, hey man yeah what's going on and nothing listen i think uh it's time you come out of the closet with ralph oh please because i know you, i know deep down i mean that literally all right so i'm a homosexual you're a, you're a sword swallower right i'm a homosexual you're right Right. What can I tell you? I'm caught. Good. In fact, that's good. That would be easy. I'd love to be gay. It's so goddamn simple. And then, then, then when people ask me about why I'm separated from my wife, I just go, you know what? I'm gay. Twenty <laughs> percent of American men had at some time in their lives at least one homosexual experience. Now you told me every man did. Yeah, well, every man has, but only 20% will admit to it. <laughs> it's a pretty embarrassing thing. Every guy has at least had a uh, sword fight. Now, wait a minute. Would you say that just because you had no. and you want to believe that every man does? I never had a sword fight. Not but, a sword fight, but you had a homosexual experience. Yeah, well, yeah, if you want to call it that. I mean, some, <laughs> I was a little, I was a young child, of course. <laughs> Why you want to just label every man. Every man has had some kind of homosexual experience. I'm like, I, I watch every movie. I got to tell you, I had the same thing for a while. Like, when I first started therapy, you kept asking me about, like, gay feel, like, you know, gay this, gay that. I go, oh, listen, yeah? dude, let's cut that shit right now. <laughs> I said, I got no problem with gay people. Dude, I, I don't have, I'm not gay. Because, yeah, but, you know, you have to explore that side. And I go, bullshit. I'm not exploring that. I got no problem. Yeah, what do you mean, explore? <laughs> <laughs> I like chicks, dude. (laughs) We're going into June 3rd now, everybody. And this was the kicker. This is where he finally, after much ado, starts talking about um, the George Floyd if, if you know situation and then the ensuing protests and occasion and some riots and whatever looting and what have you but <laughs> he decides to make it all about how white people moved out of roosevelt in, in the late 60s and he, how if you're a black person <laughs> if you're a white person and black people move next to you you're gonna leave <laughs> this was his well, entire well, I mean, didn't you hear the 60s Minutes piece where he told Ed Bradley he's a minority? So, I mean, yeah. he's writing. <laughs> okay, so hold on. First off, before he goes into anything, I'm going to read a little from the Colford book. I have it highlighted. Oh, and... such, a, such a beautiful text. <laughs> yeah, and we're going to eventually go through that, guys. I'm still waiting on a few things um, before that can happen. So... 
By the end of the 68-69 academic year, when Howard was completing the ninth grade, more than three-quarters of the 4,000 students in Roosevelt schools were black, and one-third were families receiving welfare assistance. So it was like low, lower-class whites and blacks, um, but in the, in the school. However, um, so, okay, by this time, most of Howard's pals had left Roosevelt. Friendships waned because the boys were not old enough to drive to visits with one another. <clears throat> there was, there was uh, along the um, Nassau, Nassau Road, some uh, one night in 1969, there's violence there. Uh, 200 black youngsters, approximately, attacked whites and damaged property, property. One person was shot, two others were stabbed, and three businesses were destroyed. But it sounds like this was an isolated incident. Uh, also, in 1969, don't you think you'd be a little pissed off with the United States if you were black? <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. Like Martin Luther King has just like just been shot, and uh, uh, I mean, there's assassinations, <laughs> political assassinations going on left and right. Um, okay. Uh, white flight became so widespread that records show almost every house on Conlon Road and adjoining streets chained over ownership in the late 60s. There was a near total transformation during the last few years in the neighborhood, Howard's family. Um, as Howard told Newsday in 1983, almost every white person, every beautiful liberal, liberal white person moved out. My parents felt that they didn't want to run. They talked it over with me. I said, yeah, I definitely would like to remain in the community. We did that whole trip. Okay, that's his first take. And he said his tone was conciliatory. It was a very tough time. Blacks were really finding their own identity, their own music. I was into the Beatles. I had fights, but it wasn't so much with black kids as with lower class white kids. Yet it was definitely a good experience. So then Colfer goes on to explain how in the 90s he embellished all this bullshit to say that he was the only white kid in a black neighborhood, which is not true. So you know what's so interesting about that is that's what I would have liked Howard to say during that Ed Bradley segment in 60 Minutes, because yeah. he was saying, my parents wanted integration. They were liberal people. And yeah. I. it also, to me, didn't ring true with what he was saying. I was beat up because uh, I, I, I was white. I don't know. I was white. Huh. I was white. Fine. Whatever. Yeah. I mean. What are you from? You know? <laughs> so, so, it, so I yeah. wish that he would have said this instead because this rings truer to me yeah and the idea that he, the narrative changed just because it was convenient for him just sounds like if you, if you wanted it to go that way it sounds like you're the one that's got race on your mind always he always right. does are you kidding me <laughs> and yet and yet ben and ray got really they got along really well with their black neighbors and in fact what was explained in the book that most of the blacks who moved into the neighborhood were as well off as the white people who left or better, like better off. They were up to do, they were well to do middle class, upper and like middle class black families moving in. And listen to the book that's not written by Howard Stern, Colford, who's doing this obvious truth for his biography hmm. that Howard Stern signed off on, but then repented against. He is making an honest stance on what Howard thought about the neighborhood and the transition. And right. he did feel good about it. So right. he essentially turned on that narrative just to boost ratings and be divisive and make racism even more prevalent. I mean, that's right. sad. 
Right. I mean, if you listen to the history of Howard Stern, even the, the they interviewed some people that lived in the neighborhood and they said they were crying like like Ben and Ray Stern were crying when they had to leave because so he was only in Roosevelt High School for, I think, for the one year of grade nine. And then they moved you to Rockville th- Center. You would think he was in there for like the long term of right. a duration for like 10 years or something. Yeah, 10 years of high school because he was that stupid. He couldn't pass. Um, but also, yeah, so he when, he when he did go, when he did switch over, he was still like a nobody at the new school and a loser. Um, and it was he said it was a Polish of kid that punched him. Of course he would be. It, was, it wasn't anybody black. And then what was that video? Do you remember it was Channel 9 show or something where they were doing This Is Your Life and they actually got his teacher? So I, I posted this on the old place, but of course yeah. – that's gone um i have uh i posted that this is your life stuff and i individually commented on each one so he had the college girl that was the supposed model Mm -hmm. in college Mm -hmm. that he was talking about who was cute Mm -hmm. but you know she's not a model and then they had mr chestnut the gym teacher who said he wasn't beat up by blacks by any stretch of the imagination, and he tried to shut him up right away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he also had, um, I believe it was a. Uh, Wasn't Doctor Lou? Would have been. No, it was a, it was a janitor or something. Okay. It was somebody not, else not, from the school. Not Ted the janitor, <laughs> but, but somebody nobody, from that era. Yeah, and these all these people from this era, and he was so nervous about it because it didn't. It didn't um, echo the narrative that he was saying. Of course not. By any stretch. Yeah. So all of a sudden you're being found out as being a complete fraud. And that's what he's, and that's, and that's why when you watch the 60 minutes guys, I hope you all did. We really enjoyed making it. Uh, I apologize for the problem with the audio syncing with the video, but thankfully it was only a short part of the video Um, that, that he's, he's upset because the narrative that he's painting to Ed Bradley is not there in front of you. When you're filming all those houses in suburban 2005 Roosevelt, it looks like a normal suburb. It doesn't look like, sure there are bars on some of the windows, but I guess that's common. I don't know. You, you read some of the comments on our Facebook page. People were like, if this is a bad neighborhood, I <laughs> yeah, let me move there. Yeah. <laughs> Bobby, so people like, I've, <laughs> Bob said something like, we, we passed guys on bikes getting shot at. <laughs> I would love to have moved there. I decided to get on my high horse in college and move like near neighborhoods by my college with my two twin girlfriends and lived in an alley. I mean, it was <laughs> awful. Yeah. Yeah. So it was. So anyway, Rose- Roosevelt looks nice. <laughs> it looks it looks like different strokes. Um, so first clip, number one, King Baby needs the love of a good manatee. I'm almost at the point that I don't even want to come down and do the show anymore. You will, you, will, uh, you, will, you hear me, Robin? Are you, is your mic on? Yes, it is. Oh, I, wait, can you pause no, this? No. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So we just heard he's at the point he doesn't want to do the show, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well... Funny enough, because we've heard this before, right? We've heard, I I don't want to do the show. It's awful. I mm-hmm. I can't be bothered. I don't bothered. know if I can do this anymore. This is getting, like, this is too rough for me. I can't climb roofs. Right. It's it's really It's all too horrible. much. Okay. So he's 
can't even go down to the basement now. It's such a such a hard hard <laughs> walk for him to, you know, yeah. go down. I can imagine. That's, but in 2015, for mm-hmm. his contract that he was considering, he said Stern also said that he's exploring ways to get out of his five-year contract with Sirius after early er, early after feuding with his bosses. He said, I'm miserable. I just want to tear someone's head off. I think I'd be happier if I quit work. I think my agent oh. said to me even, though I have a five-year deal here, that after the third year, I could actually leave. I think I want to leave. I have to do this year, and then I could get the fuck out of here. I want out. He's been saying this for so fucking long that it's no longer it's not it's not it never it never was a joke. I mean it was a joke originally. Now it's just like him being f- completely honest. If it's, it's not for te- that I'm not It's a bullshit. tease for us to be like yeah. please like stick around. I might be gone. I might be gone. How many times it's like a sequel where the character dies and keeps dying every single time and comes back. And then like Bobby, Bobby Ewing coming back from, um, from Dallas from the dead after getting shot and like people going, nah, nah, eventually they're just people give up. They get, they don't give a fuck. They stop giving a fuck. Yeah. And in his, in his case, it's like the lack of diminishing, the total diminishing returns. Nobody cares anymore. No one wants that usual. Cause every contract year, he was pretty much the same shit. I don't know if I can do this anymore. Uh, Beth wants to do this. And, and I'm telling you, he can't, he cannot retire. He cannot. Would, he has to do would, something. It would be like watching a porn, but nobody takes their pants off. I mean, just. <laughs> <laughs> babysitter porn uh okay so let's go through this one engrossed in reading something and uh wasn't what? watching you guess what we're on the air i see now yeah sorry normally i don't even see you in our what? regular studio what, do you, what does he mean he doesn't even see her she's right across from him except that he's got these banks of monitors in front of him maybe that's why he can't see her hello it's like sea world just <laughs> <laughs> I gotta put that gif on the website. I love that one. That was from the first uh, Fox uh, pilot show. Um, So the next one is uh, number two. Robin thinks not talking about George Floyd was a public service. And I don't remember why I clipped it, but I'm sure I had a good reason. I had a couple of thoughts, you know, with all the racial tension going on to COVID-19. There's a lot to talk about. Sometimes I don't talk about it. I thought we were doing a public service by being the only place. That wasn't being discussed. Oh, well, come on. Come on. That's a public service. Did we not just Bullshit. hear the Rodney King? <laughs> so when you had millions of listeners, that was a public service, right? You did the public right. a favor by telling right. the entire world that this man <laughs> we didn't want Mary. <laughs> we didn't want Marianne from Brooklyn to be distressed by the news if we told her. I uh, totally agree with you. <laughs> I think that we should just talk about birds on the roof. Uh, number three, Wiggy hates social media because it hates him. Yeah, well, I didn't spend a lot of time on the whole situation with George Floyd. Yeah, George Floyd. Yeah, George Doesn't Floyd. Sound right, though. George Floyd. Oh, my anyway, God. The guys were telling me, even Michael Rappaport was like, hey, you know, I can never do anything right. I figured, well, you know, what am I going to say about this horrible situation where a guy Everything is being out. said. Now it's true in a, in a sense. I, I, I unlike years before, I, I never hung on his every you word. Anyway, in a sense, I'm going to fucking punch you. In the- <laughs> 
<laughs> virtual. Well, the thing is, he he back in the day, like we've talked about this, it would have been kind of interesting to see what take they were going to have. You weren't hanging on to his word like whatever he says is going to be the truth. And, I, you know, and it's nothing like that. It was more like, let's see what goes down when they come back to studio. It was a provocative take. Because his take was the only take back then, especially. Right. Completely a provocative take. It was. But Grandpa, you know, Grandpa's skeleton here is not going to talk about it because, number one, he's not paying attention. He doesn't care, wasn't reading the news, wasn't watching the news. By his own admission, has spent most of the COVID 19, you know, sort of uh, self isolation not watching the news because he claims it bums him out. So what's this going to do? I mean, unless he's has or like popping popcorn and making an evening of watching the footage over and over again. I mean, and he's not being honest about it. I think so. even less than being bored. I think he doesn't understand the news. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, if unless it's read to him. You know, so Rappaport right away said, wow, Howard's not even uh, talking about George Floyd. And I'm like, give me a fucking break. You know, I can't win. It's so funny. I. I never read the social media comments about this show. A, I can't stand social media because I hate that people have power now. You know, in the old days, if you hated me, you'd have to write a letter to the station. Now no one's writing a letter. Do you imagine, do you know that they have people taking care of the Twitter account for him, right? Of course they do. Can you imagine what kind of a soul-crushing job that must be to be the, the Twitter handler and to actually have to go through all this negative shit and to come up with one positive one? It would be like, uh, it'd be like being <laughs> like, HR. Like answering phone, like text, text support for Sirius XM. Uh, <laughs> People sub- canceling subscriptions. You have <laughs> no idea. I am oh, going I have through. a little idea. I just said to Fillmore, I have my app was on the fritz, which I don't know how yeah. else to describe it. And that sounds so old. Yeah. <laughs> on the fritz. And so it was just... I'm like, what the fuck is going on with my app? So I called Sirius XM. They transferred my call and just never came back. (laughs) Here, let me get back to you. I was at work and I had it on speakerphone on my phone in the background while I'm doing work and just forgot about it because the music was just going and I'm working. I'm like, wait a minute. Nobody's came back. <laughs> I should <laughs> remind me. It just reminded me of a telemarketing uh, experience. My uh, my wife was a telemarketer when she was just uh, in university, just doing part time work for a little bit. And she said one guy got fired because he got angry at a at a person he called for <laughs> saying they had to they were on their way to a funeral. He said something like, "You don't have to fucking lie to me and tell me you're going to a fucking goddamn funeral if you don't want to buy the <laughs> fucking newspaper, Mrs. Just tell me." <laughs> And, of course, the call was being listened to by his bosses. So he got let go. <laughs> you imagine tech support and serious being like that, just ready to snap. <laughs> oh, I, it's just <laughs> it's a very good story. Okay, so so anyway, uh, in this case, Twitter complains about 79's non-interest in current events. So, uh, But, you know, this whole thing, you know, people were saying on social media jason was telling me this so jason's the one's got to corral this shit because he was keeping an eye on what robin was doing and probably reporting to howard that when i started the show i guess it was yesterday or the day before (laughs) some guy was writing on twitter jesus christ 
do me a favor. This is before the show started. He said, right. do me a favor. Let me know when Stern stops yapping about, about uh, George Floyd. And first of all, he never did. So you know, I think that's that's bullshit. Then nobody ever said that. I don't buy that. Someone find that tweet. Uh, yeah, I'll be on the lookout. Yeah. Let's keep going. <laughs> and uh, I didn't know any of this. And, and so I opened the show talking to um, uh, Marfan Mike. And Marfan Mike, I'm talking to him. And, and during that time, the guy tweets, can you believe this guy? With everything that's going on, he's talking to Marfan Mike. Same guy. He's same guy. I, it's not the same guy. And I'm sure most people were thinking among the same thing. Like anybody who's actually still a fan is going, when's he going to talk about this? When? Okay. The tweets that are on the Stern show and Stern's personal account are okay. all negative. I mean, the only one's positive. I'm. It's a 90-10 yeah. split. And, that, and that's generous, I would say. Like that's you're, you're actually, the 10% is, yeah, I've you're seen right. some of those things. Robin got more positive thing for her tweets than he did for any of his. And, and the Stern show one really negative. And like we said, her tweets came after the fact he didn't bring it up. Wow, yep. coincidence? Ab- absolutely. So number five, would you like to read? Oh my goodness. Gra- Grandpa Svee starts equating George Lloyd. <laughs> I think I wrote George Lloyd because I had seen it misspelled somewhere. And I go, why not just call it George Lloyd for a moment? No, that's perfect because he would do the same thing. He barely remembered that name. Right. Grandpa Spee starts equating George Lloyd to Roosevelt White, White Flight. Yeah, one guy, one one or two guys are running. Oh my God, Stern sucks. There was a time when he used to get on the air and make fun of shows who did phony phone calls. What? Uh, so I start arguing, you know, in my head with this guy. I'm like, "What are you talking about?" Yeah, I know what you mean. The morning zoos would make these phony phone calls that went nowhere, and they weren't right. Funny. I mean. Because I, in my head, I think we're doing this great show, and then people complain what? about. <laughs> in my head, we're doing and this great show. <laughs> it's oh only in his head, guys. I'm sorry. Let's continue. Everything, and people. This social media, I guarantee you, social media has ruined our country because there's so much ugliness. You know, yesterday with this, uh, I don't know what they call. I didn't, I wasn't even aware that there was a blackout Tuesday where, on social media, the idea was. If you're not a racist, if you're a great person, you and you would, believe Black Lives Matter, and you believe Black Lives Matter, you would post a black square and not post anything else on social media. Okay, so and that and a lot of people were doing this. All kinds of people were doing different variations of oh, it. But I think like every, I think Facebook was too. Uh, but every celebrity virtue signaling nonsense, like the now, the one today, just like where they did, imagine all the people. Uh, and it was like yeah. all these celebrities singing, like oh, we're all in this awful. together, where you have oh. like your nannies in your mansions, go yeah. fuck yourself. And yeah, so absolutely. Beth was like, I miss, I didn't even know about the social media blackout square. Like that's doing anything. By the way, it's not. Pittsburgh strong. <laughs> so yeah, but she was she was quick to you know tweet or you know during that whole massacre, yeah. really be an unsensitive rube and posted a picture of herself modeling in a fucking penguins jersey from goddamn nineteen eighty nine. Real sensitive, <laughs> you fucking whore. 
Right. During during the yeah, like it was a print. It was actually newsprint she had saved somewhere oh, in the pen, penny he, saver or whatever the fuck. And she managed to pull that up like I don't even like, know. Like it was just sitting in a photo album right under her pillow. It was insane. That's right. Yeah, so she had she, it at the ready. So she realizes, oh, I'm supposed to be doing something celebrity like like a blackout square for Instagram. So hold on, I let me take a picture of a blackout square with a heart around it. I'm going to screenshot it, and it's going to be somebody else's blackout square, and I'm going to screenshot it so you can see whose blackout square it is and post that on Instagram. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that was it takes it takes a it takes a village, guys. It takes a village idiot to do this. So we continue, and and Wiggy gets along with it. Now I'll tell you, I've had an interesting life. I don't say it was a great life. But it was an interesting life. How great would your life be, Fillmore, if we had $500 million? <laughs> oh, God. We was like the discussion. Like, I, I can't even imagine what, I, what I'd begin to start. Not even buying, just to tell, take care of people. And I'd be making sure that I'd be doing, I'd be traveling like a motherfucker. I'd have, what? I'd have houses all over the world. What a waste of wealth. Totally. Completely. And um, any of these things always blow my mind because I had a very unique upbringing. Um, you know, I grew up in a neighborhood with a lot of white liberals oh, when I was this fucking trope. So it's, it's timely that we did the 60 minutes thing actually. Cause this, we, we, we had no idea this was going to happen. I think before we decided we were going to do the 60 minutes thing, like we had no way of knowing he was going to bring this up in such a way. Can I just, it always comes tweets back. From Go ahead, city. please <laughs> Go ahead. I guess Howard I guess Howard really is in his basement like Trump and completely unaware that America is literally burning around him. What a wasted moment for you, Howard. Completely wasted. Mm-hmm. Joe Rogan with his hundred million dollar deal is very telling. Howard Stern is not relevant. Listeners want more intelligent conversations. Called serious to take him off my account couldn't stand his bashing after listening to a couple of times he's so full of himself mm-hmm. seriously i need a show like oxygen but opening with mark von mike is so trite it's uncomfortable to listen to the country mm-hmm. is literally burning howard honest real reactions to events would be so much more meaningful and entertaining Sure, absolutely. And then it would they take some callers, see what actually happens. In the old days, that's what they'd go straight to the phones. Oh, my God. He needs a diaper if that were to happen. He can't <laughs> handle this. No way, no way. Young yeah. kid. A lot of white liberals. And I've told this story before, but not in this context. I, I, the white liberals. And how did I know they were white liberals? It was in the 60s. Because <laughs> they were white. <laughs> they Wait, were liberal. It- also, too, in this context, what do you mean? What context? What? You don't go outside of your fucking 17 squabble main mansion. Right. I, I don't and understand what context you're talking about. Are you out there in these cities that you know what's right. going on? You won't even take calls. Right. And the context doesn't change your story. Your story is the same no matter what. And it doesn't have any actual relative meaning to the George Floyd thing, because you're not talking about, you're not equating death with people moving away and inherent racism in people. This is, they're two separate events. And then the, all the, the protests and the rioting is also disassociated from white liberals leaving one small section of was Long Island, I think. 
and of Roosevelt and, and equating and then conflating this and saying all people <laughs> would move if a black family moved in next door. I and re- <laughs> why is it why wouldn't why wouldn't the press be all over this unless he's not listened to? And we know that he, he probably just that's exactly the reason why. It's not or because he, he's paying off papers. It's because he can't get arrested. Yeah, and you I know. just wish, like, the only thing that would be good is if Beefus just wanders out of her house to a rally. Like, I just hope. <laughs> Stumbles into a rally. <laughs> okay, let's see. Many of the people would openly tout their love of the black man and how we have to love our brothers and we have to love this one and that one. And, and and even some of these white liberals were teachers in the school system. It was a very small community. That- the way he also says it, these white liberals, as if to say he's not one, kind of admitting he's not one. And not too long ago, he did say, I guess I'm more Republican than anything. Of course he is. Anyway, he regardless. He know what he is. No, whatever the wind blows. My town was one square mile. And and uh, they would, you know, some of the, the, the moms that I knew were actually substitute teachers and teachers in the school. And they would come in my classroom and talk about race and they would talk about how we have to love our brothers and we and all skin is the same. And it doesn't matter what's under the skin is what matters. It's. Yep. Go ahead. Newsflash. They still do this to this day yeah. on Martin yeah. Luther King and every the. Do you not think that this sort of education goes on in schools? I mean, what are you talking about? Well, you'd have to know you had children to know that. Not the skin color. You know, these all seem like very good messages. These white liberals. <laughs> they seem like good messages. They but are they're good not messages. Really. <laughs> they seem like good messages. And uh, then it turned out the real estate developers wanted to sell a lot of houses. They wanted to flip the houses. So what they did was they brought a black family. And when I say a black family, I'm talking about an upwardly mobile black family. He's going on about the blockbusting thing. He's going to bring it up, but he's not going to use the word. But go this ahead. Is, this is racist in general, this conversation. So we're going to talk Completely. about how this is so – this is what you're using this opportunity to talk about is yeah. if you're going to give your interpretation on how blacks ruin neighborhoods – I mean, is that right. what you're doing right now? Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> right. He won't bring up the time he was taken to a black club where he was the only white person and he noticed it and he was he felt very odd and he felt so, very so, like, you know, so like that. That's really, an anecdote he wouldn't bring up. Oh, no, of course. Would he be bring up P. Diddy's white party? Probably not. Look how you were dressed. And Beth, right. by the way, awful. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, Fillmore, we're talking about something that's culturally changing our society and our country right now, and this is what he's talking about, is this same narrative, but he's shifting it, or, you know, he shifts it back and forth into whatever way he feels like. I don't... How can anyone listen to this and not just cringe? Yeah, it's it's out of touch. It's really like your old senile grandfather talking about how, you know, when they were in World War two and they were shooting at you know <laughs> insert racist racist um um epithet here you know shooting at jap japanese you know it's calling them japs or whatever the fuck and then you kind of go okay all right let him good let's just let him get through it and how marcy turk wouldn't be like beating down the doors i'm <laughs> trying to tell him shut the fuck up just stop talking about this as if 
you know, before you get yourself in real trouble here. And as if you have some sort of, you have some sort of background that gives you the leeway to even speak like this. You don't. Right. No, exactly. Because the houses cost some, you know, cost money. But they would sell a house on the block, on one of the blocks. They'd pick a block and sell it to a black family. Every single one of these white liberals, the ones who were the previous day preaching in school how we should live with one another, moved out in the middle of the night. As soon as they had a black neighbor. Now, I knew these black people. They were <laughs> Every single what? one of them. What, Every what single is this, one. The, what is this, the Grinch? Like... <laughs> It came without we, ribbons. Yeah. In the middle of the night. Everyone. They were just all up the chimney. Down the, how, down the how many moving floor. companies how many moving companies work twenty four hours? Fine people. They were nice people. Nice families. As soon as that black family moved into the neighborhood, quietly they had a family meeting and said, Let's get the fuck out of Dodge before our property values go down. If they had all just kind of stayed in the neighborhood, nothing would have happened. There would have been one black family there. There would have been a black, black family there. And, and, yes, they would have even practiced what they preached. They would love their black neighbors. Okay, hold on for a sec. We're almost finished this clip, and then we can. They would love their black brothers and sisters. But at an early age, I saw every single one of these white liberal families leave in the middle of the night because they were ashamed and embarrassed. Okay, so even if this was true, again, what's the context with modern, like in 2020, with what's going on right now? That's that's the, the only race race uh, race racial issue that you can come up with in all these decades that you're going to bring up. You're not going to bring up your fucking Rodney King comments. No, it's this narcissistic lexicon, which, by the way, he attributes this to saying, "I watched this," and but then he's going to go on 60 Minutes with Ed Bradley and say. Uh, yeah, I was a minority, and I was I was sad that I was left behind. It was the house of horrors because I was stuck with all these black people. So, which <laughs> is it? Yeah, which narrative do you want, buddy? So this is more number six bullshit about being the only white kid and getting beat up. Oh, and hold on. I remember my mother sitting me down and One saying, second. "Okay, go ahead." Okay. And like you just said, what does this have to do with police brutality and what happened to George Floyd? The fact that in the 60s, white people moved away when black people moved into your neighborhood. Yeah, exactly. Why are you commenting on this in a way that makes you some sort of what social justice warrior? Because your family stayed like you at 13 had anything to do with your real estate transactions or where you lived. (laughs) I mean, <laughs> he's not even, but he's not even going down that route. It, it would be almost, almost acceptable if he said, "Look, my family, like they are very pro, very, very proactive, and uh, you know, really um, liberated, and like, no, we wanted to. They want, we tried to stay in the neighborhood. We wanted to be show people that this is the way to go. You must stand up and and stand with your black neighbors." But that's not where he was going. He started doubling down. You'll, as you'll hear, guys, and saying, "Like, no." If you have black people, I trust me. If you get a black family, we're moving like so. If a black couple moves into sixteen Squabble Lane, they're getting out of touch. It's so bad. It's awful. It's telling. It's so telling, and you just hear the silence. 
look at these people. And by the way, his co-host is black. Speak yeah. up. You're sitting yeah. there blind raging on Twitter. Grow a sack, you cancer-ridden yeah. cow, and fucking <laughs> speak up. Exactly. So tell them what for. No. And they do another. And if they just stayed here, they would have a, a beautifully integrated community. They'd have a few black families in a sea of white families. How lovely. Oh, but, good. You can make the next Sim City, you fucking <laughs> idiot. Every one of them left. And I became very sensitive to this because every one of them were my friends. You know, my, 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 the well, friends, the my, my friend, the kids were, the parents were I all think he, I, he had no friends. Nobody talked to him. Right. 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 Exactly. Which way is it going to go? He had friends. He didn't have friends. Oh, they moved out. They moved away. Uh, like, okay, well, some stayed, some didn't. Okay, fine. And the blacks that did move in, you got along with for the most part. That's all, that's all we've been told actually. From from years of, of corroborative evidence from people from that used to live in the neighborhood. Listen to the history of Howard Stern, guys. You'll get all the real facts there from other people, not him. And bullshit artists. And one thing I'll say about my parents. I always admired them because they were liberals. Uh, they believed in a pro-gay agenda. <laughs> they um, put their money except where their me. mouth was. Except for me. <laughs> yeah, except for cousin, cousin Stacy. God forbid, and please go fund me. I'm not afraid yeah. of black people. I don't see anything wrong with black people, and we are going to stay in this black community. <laughs> we are not going to move. I was proud of them for that, but I also hated them for it. <laughs> I know, because I was going to say, you were the one who wanted to move. I had to get out of there. because. I... And I just read you the uh, the Colford book, the excerpt from the Colford book. He didn't want to move out. He had, He said it to him. Back when it was convenient, back when it was really him saying what he believed was what what we're pretty sure was the truth. It's only later on when the narrative decides to change. Oh no, I wanted to get that fuck out. It was hell. It was I was in like a, a Harlem goes to Cotton or Cotton goes to Harlem or whatever the fuck. And it was a you know sweet sweet back. It's all bullshit. He's such a fucking liar. I can't stand it. I Sorry. can't stand it either. You're right. I get in. I have a hard time when we do these sort of clips because it really is enraging that somebody that was so uh such an influencer and affected so many people is such a full of shit piece of shit and every day infected that narrative into people's lives and it meant nothing because it wasn't real right and i mean the the, and there's there's a difference between race racial and racist humor and so he was always the fucking sledgehammer he was never a scalpel and so when you watch those those blackface bits of him as clarence thomas or the ted and whoopee thing which by the way most people don't understand the fucking context the friars club roasts are secret they're private you go in there they're never recorded what happened Mm -hmm. was montel williams was there at the whoopee uh, goldberg roast and Ted, she was dating Ted Danson at the time, and he went up in blackface, and he did, uh, by all the reports, he did get the stuff written by Whoopi. He's not a comedian, so she wrote all this stuff for him to do in blackface. People laughed, but Montel Williams was really upset, and he went to the press and said all about it. So it was in the, the tradition of the Friars Club is black, white, whatever. You go in there, you do not talk about what goes on in, in the Friars Club. It's not meant for the public. It got out. And I think Montel Williams did it also for publicity, to be honest with you, because he was, you know, his show was not exactly number one at any one point. And 
then Howard decides, okay, we're going to make a, a parody of this. And so it's just a fucking perfect springboard for me to go and use the N-word as much as possible. And it's one of the most unfunny things you can imagine then or now. I didn't laugh when I saw it originally, and I, I certainly wouldn't laugh now. A freaking fried chicken and Colt 45 right there on the table in front of you in case you didn't get it, guys. I don't like um, woke culture that cancels people the way that they are now. I think that mob mentality is just so annoying. And this hashtag, uh, the party's over, Jimmy Fallon, whatever. I mean, like, I don't get that. I'm not... right. We're not but down with if that. we're going to be doing that, and this guy <laughs> is still going to be making millions in skates, I have a problem yeah. with that. Absolutely, that's that's the whole thing, guys. Where it's not that we're offended by that. Um, I'm it's offended. More... I'm offended no. by the fact that fairness isn't fair, and this yeah, this grandpa closet queen <laughs> gets to keep making millions while other people and other comedians have to lose their Saturday Night Live gig or yeah. lose their gig. show, yeah. whatever. Yeah, it's it's ridiculously awful. And so you were not a liberal. <laughs> well, I, I, I could not handle it. I'll be honest with you. And I, and I say this, um, it was a horrible experience for me because I was uh, beaten and ostracized oh. and because I was um. the only white guy. The school and I and I took a I, I got in a lot of fights not not over anything I did it's just because I was white that's such oh bullshit. really we're still going for that why yeah. are you he might as well just put a star of David on him and get roped up <laughs> I mean in a in a cart and just carried away because that's the way he makes himself seem what a piece it, of shit. And, of course, we know Ben and Ray are no longer around to uh, listen to this and, and rebuke him and say, like, no, that didn't fucking happen. Stop it. You're all full of shit. Well, now that the so, gay is getting more amped up, don't you think that Ben's on the ropes, Ray's on the ropes, he's going to be coming out as bi or something soon? Well, actually, this is the thing, guys. We were only going to do up to the third, and then just the yesterday's show was so flamingly awful. And um, when Chris Wilding called in and Ralph called in and they had this I, I haven't even heard it yet but it was explained to me by um, Raven and a few other people and I was desperately trying to get uh, uh, obtain it so I could cut it up for today but we'll just won't be able to and because uh, I couldn't get it and um, she asked me that question she said do you think Ben's or Ben and Ray are on the ropes and I think Ben he's made noises that Ben is not in great shape which we could pretty guess guess pretty well um, I mean, when and, you're like almost a hundred. <laughs> yeah, well, you don't expect, you know, you, once you get your letter from, I don't know, when, when the states, when you get, when you turn a hundred, where do you get a letter from, from the president? I don't know. I just remember, okay. like, and I, I remember what is it, the old guy who uh, used to do the you're a hundred with the, come on, with the Today Show, the guy, uh, and he'd say, and he'd have the smuckers, and he'd say, here's uh, who turned a hundred, Andy Rooney. On the tip of my was it an Andy tongue. Rooney? Uh, yeah, possibly. I think it's Andy that Rooney, would... and he would do here's, and he would say you're a hundred, and he'd say from presented from Smuckers, and it would be like a, you know, a little. Oh. Well, yeah. Either way, I know in England when you turn a hundred, the Queen sends you a, a, t- a letter, 
Uh, wow, that's a lot better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then in Canada, I think it's either the governor, the lieutenant governor or the governor general. I think it's the lieutenant governor sends it to you in lieu of the queen. But um, either way, uh, the question is, is he going to come out? I still don't think he's going to come out anytime soon, whether Ben and Ray drop dead tomorrow or not whether he whether he poisons their uh, oatmeal or not you think there he's gonna he's aiming towards it i think he's coming gonna, out as bi i think he's coming out as bi and then fully blown gay <laughs> okay he's gonna ease his way into it he's easing it i'm telling okay. you he's easy okay. all right so bullshit continued 6b i remember my mother sitting me down and saying look at these people they say one thing and they do another. And if they just stayed here, they would have a, a beautifully integrated community. So it's more of the same horse shit. So I'm going to go instead to clip number seven. The Reverend Svi Sharp Tongues preaches from the tolerance pulpit. I admire that. So when I see uh, Whitey, you know, with his... Sending uh, out the black screen. The black and all screen. That. <laughs> I sit there and I go... It's a beautiful sentiment. Don't get me wrong. And people are upset. And, and as I am, I mean, the image of this guy being choked out when he's in handcuffs makes no sense to me as it does. Uh, I mean, I don't know if it does make sense to you, then there's something wrong with you. But I just it made, know it made okay. it made sense to him when Rodney King was giving getting the living shit kicked out of him for being drunk driving. Right. Exactly. The reality. If you took any of those people. Most of those people who put up the black squares on their, you know, that was their big contribution on Twitter. If they move a black family next door to them, they will sell their homes and get the fuck out of Dodge. <laughs> fuck. Now, that's well, reality. The thing was. Okay. So. Okay. That is beyond so stupid. I mean, I can't. It's pro- it's, how, it's how is that racism. helping or quelling this sort of. Okay, yeah. so you didn't talk about it for all this time, and now you're being right. put to the forefront. Your feet are held to the fire, let's say, and right. you're going to talk about this. Now you're talking about this in in the sense that of 1968, <laughs> when families moved out of your neighborhood where you were there for a few years, a few years, and mm-hmm. then you're going to fast forward and say you would move. If black people years move later. next to you, why? Just like you did? What are you talking about? And right. how is Eventually, that Because eventually they did move. Yes, the, the Stearns did move on the advice of their even their black friends said you should go because um, it's but not, it's not, not even, getting better. What, what is this, 1965? What are you talking about? <laughs> right. Well, I mean, the fact the, the fact I was going to say the fact of the matter is the fact is. It, it it the tie-in is it make is nonsensical. It's like it's completely illogical. That's what he's going to br- bring you as some kind of racial like anecdote. That's his experience with race. No, his his he feels offended that Beth was snubbed or called out to the forefront on social media, which is nonsense in general. That she was not being aware of the blackout of the black square on social media. So right to to you know mitigate that he's gonna yeah yeah he's gonna say well guess what even though we didn't do this black square in a timely fashion the way that the instagram mob wants us to well i didn't move away from black people uh i stayed for (laughs) extra years than you did and by the way you would move too, uh tom tom hanks right (laughs) so 
<laughs> number yeah, number eight. <laughs> I have a wet dream speech. <laughs> you got to shut your fucking mouth, because all you whiteies who have never once <clears throat> put your money where your mouth is. If I put a black family next to you in their home, you think you would stay in your house. But I'm telling you, I've seen reality. I saw it happen to an entire town. You will move. You'll blame it on this or that or the other thing. Just what year so are we? There's in? a lot of race problem in America, and um, there's a lot of phony ass liberals. <laughs> We're talking to one. We're listening to one. You're not even number- a liberal. What? What? What year are we in? Yeah, phony liberal. Uh, number nine. Nobody, Nobody home, home, Howard. <laughs> go Nobody ahead. home, Howard. Stop knocking and go away. <laughs> right. Well, here's what you do if you're a white person. When a black family moves next door to you, just uh, don't rush. Don't rush out that night. Maybe- go, go ahead. I Stop a second. I got to get a pen and a paper. Okay. <laughs> no, I have to take notes. <laughs> okay, I was going to say, you want to take a note? Me give it a week. Try it out. Well, you know who doesn't leave? Conservatives. Oh. I oh, have always too. wound up in these conservative areas. Nobody goes. <laughs> now Robin is going to chime in with her tales of moving woe. Now, you got that wrong. You know, <laughs> uh, I, I point out the white liberals in, in the town that I grew up, but there were a these, lot of other white types. Go ahead. These two have no idea what's going on. No conception. And meanwhile, if you read Robin's book and you you read the, the race aspects, you sh- you'd figure she'd be the one, because she touts it so much, that she'd be the one taking him to task, but she's not going to. Even in now in this her weakened state, and she's more like in the realm of, fuck him, I'm dying anyway, I'll do whatever the fuck I want, and I'll say what I like, she still doesn't do it. She does it on Twitter, that's about it, yeah. but it's barely. Barely, exactly. It's there, too. <laughs> And they, they they hightailed it fast, too. <laughs> they were faster than the they, they, yeah, Believe me. I tell you, when I say this, this is the God's honest truth. I told Yeah, go ahead. Because this is how conflated this is. So you're telling me the fact that they didn't bring up police brutality and murder against an African-American person being right. called out on that. Their choice for these next clips that we're playing are to talk about how white people moved out of neighborhoods in 1960 something yes that's exactly correct right right, just making sure lived an interesting life i would knock on my neighbor's door or a friend's door on my way to school and i would open the door and a black family would be living there now the day before family move in so fast Everything happens like in the middle of the night. Or I would knock on the door and the and the white family was gone. You knock on the yeah. door, the, the house was boarded up. That was the end of it. It was boarded up <laughs> like it was a slum all of a sudden. It is literally the racist Grinch. Yeah, basically. And and so and they even it's all, took it's all, the ra- last it's all bigoted. can of who hash two, motherfuckers. <laughs> It's bigoted projection. So number 10, Bo knows sports. Zvi knows penis. But here's the ultimate chutzpah, the Redskins, the, the baseball team. <laughs> he must have been cringing. Did you hear this at the time? Because your Sirius was working at that time. He was I going on about so football cringy. and fucked it up. I, I can't. I'm cringing already. Okay. Tweeted out a black square with the football. hashtag Blackout Tuesday. The Redskins, who refused to change the their name. Team. Yeah. The football team, rather. <laughs> what did I say? Baseball? Baseball. So, yeah. Oh, I don't my God. It's still annoying. <laughs> 
I can't because I just think about all the clips and I thought about, oh, my God, they did the batting and the whole thing. And he pretended he likes sports and he's straight yeah. when Artie was on. Oh, totally. Yeah. But the Redskins, <laughs> the Redskins, you get the irony in this or do I have to spell it out for you? They tweeted out a black square with hashtag Blackout Tuesday. And what the is Redskins. the name of that logo of theirs? A uh, chief, uh, isn't that Chief Wahoo or something? <laughs> Wahoo. <laughs> what does he own? Is it, is it a parent company of Yahoo.com? You fucking moron. All right. And so it, so, the, so this is what they think racism is. They're going to yes. say that, oh, oh, the Redskins, that baseball team, uh, maybe it's a football team. Uh, right. They put a blackout square. How right. dare they? Because they are still called the Redskins. Right, we're going to point that, out some that's hypocrisy. That's real racism, right? Okay. Right, right. That's that's more. That's even more relevant right that's, now. That's worse than if somebody that's, killing someone on cement. That's, that's topical. Um, okay, number eleven: projected racism from Wiggy. I have to tell you, it's going to take a little more than um, blacking out your Instagram. And I guarantee you, ninety-eight percent of the people who blacked out their Instagram who are white would move out in the middle of the night, just like Sal's family. So don't start thinking Sal's father is different than you. Because at that point, they brought in Sal's dad. They talked about Sal's dad being incredibly racist, but you know Howard right. isn't, of course. Yeah, go ahead. So, and then you're ninety-eight percent of those people. So all the people you're friends with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Marco Battaglia, who, you know, he's sheltering a black family as we speak. Um, let's see. Uh, number 12, beating the moving van story to death. But so I'm particularly uh, sensitive about racial issues and the hypocrisy I've seen. Oh, my God. The same guy who did the blackface. You how many might fucking as well times? Have Joseph Goebbels say he's sensitive about <laughs> he's sensitive the plight of the Jews. About sitting Shiva, give me a fucking <laughs> break. White liberal friends, and um, you know, I know their hearts. At least they think are in the right place, and they really it's do. It's the think. execution. It's actually doing something that they can't get to. Right. When I see, especially friends of mine who have never encountered a black person, they've never. He doesn't have friends. <laughs> <laughs> he was nervous. Didn't you just hear? He would get paranoia yeah. going to dinner with Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I think we're friends. I think we're friends. They have no black friends. You know, they're liberal, but they have no black friends. And when I see them posting their outrage, which, you know, I share. Believe me, I share it. (laughs) Anyone who sees those images is outraged. Yeah, believe me. But I know the hypocrisy behind their outrage. Yeah, go ahead. Do you know what I think we need, Howard? What's that? You should get Gilbert Godfrey in (laughs) vampire makeup, and you should say, do you think... That George Floyd. <laughs> George Floyd will come back to bite the dead flesh of the living. Because that's how racially sensitive you are to everyone's plight. Exactly. Yes, they're outraged, but they're also going to move out in the middle of the night. So, <laughs> who are these York movers oh, that are twenty four seven? I've heard of I've heard of pharmacies that are twenty four seven, grocery stores. McDonald's right. in some areas. Right. I've never right. heard of a twenty four seven 
only if black people move in moving company. (laughs) 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 What is this called? OJ's coming? Let's move out. (laughs) Yeah, the the moving company's called. (laughs) You're in a tough spot. Uh, Number 13. Okay, quivers to set white America straight. Well, I'm going to actually do an op-ed piece. I hope it'll get into the New York Times. I hope they have the, the gut to really? uh, actually post it or publish it to talk about what ra- <laughs> Sam has completely covered her face in her cap. Racism is because people don't really know what it is. They don't think that... <laughs> Sorry, guys. We'll edit this out in both. That's it for me. (laughs) They're racist, but they would move out if a black family moved in. Right. So, uh, yeah, people don't really know when they're racist. So I'm going to start telling. She's going to start telling them. Hmm. Do you think (laughs) Robin's going to start telling people? Remember, she was, uh, put, you know, she was uh, discriminated against in, um, you know, at the U.S. Open, if you'll all recall. It's on my channel as well. <laughs> when she was throwing out the N word at, Wim- at U.S. Open, which because she overstayed her day tickets and they called her the N word. Yeah, that's because she had her grifter friend that she tried to fuck, who fucked yeah. the uh, other person Anne-Marie. at the show, uh, yeah. Anne Marie. Yeah, yeah. The, was it was it the office clam? <laughs> <laughs> the office pin cushion, man, Marie. Hey, I'm on. Thanks, man. This is so surreal, bro. I've been listening to you for the past 20 years. Rob, and I love you. Um, Thank you. Here's my thing. Okay. Now, the past three days, bro, I have not yet heard you say the name George Floyd. I just said it. And then. A couple of times. Hold on. Oh. And, and then, Robin. Now, you had the most, the greatest energy I've seen on Twitter in a long time the other day, but it seems like my boy Howard. Now, he's going to go into a little bit about how this it's prompted him. And, you know, Howard's trying to say, I just mentioned George Floyd. What do you want from me? But it's been days. He, he put that powder to your ass and it's like, you didn't give that same energy on your platform one hour. And I just want to know what the hell is going on. Could you imagine 9-11 happening and he doesn't mention it for like... People seem I don't know, to forget five days a week. People seem to forget the nine eleven. He was asking Tom, like Tom, can we go? Can we leave now? You know, like he he wanted to leave that fucking day. And if we play replay the original broadcast, he was trying to doing whatever he could to get the fuck out. He was, and I don't blame him. I would have been scared shitless. Oh my god, I would have been terrified. I actually love that uh, those two days, nine eleven and nine ten and oh one. But that's a very long time ago. The only the only douchey part to me was actually uh, listening to him uh, talk about how we just need to bomb like random Muslim countries. <laughs> like, okay, we, we know, we know where Muslims, they are. We know where they are. You don't yeah. even know where you lived when you were a kid. <laughs> right. You think you're finding terrorists? You can't even find your old house. He can't. He can't find a G spot on any woman. Just witness any Sibian ride where he goes. Did she come? Did it happen? Hmm. Well, I, like I told you when. Well, I'm on. Like I told you when I got on. Uh, George Floyd. What happened to him is beyond even 
comprehension. It's a, a horrible thing. Now, do you hear that that sort of the William Shatner-esque pauses where he's going, uh, I don't know. In his mind, you can hear him going, don't step in shit, don't step in shit, don't step in shit. I don't know if it's so much he doesn't want to talk about it part or part that, part he's too dumb. Or part he's afraid, like, uh, I'm afraid this Rodney King thing's going to come back to me in the blackface. And now this weekend, by the way, uh, we're going to talk about it, hopefully. Um, this this could be an issue for him, talking to this caller. Uh, also, too, because Robin was blind rage on Twitter and just, you know, not saying anything in person. But I think if he keeps on this topic, that will provoke robin and he does not want to poke that sleeping bear he doesn't want to poke that chemo sack and say like oh jesus what's coming out of this you know the the man was handcuffed he was already on the ground there was no need to put a knee on his neck that's it that you know that's the bottom line and instead of yap just yapping about something maybe you want to take a couple of days and get some perspective (laughs) go ahead (laughs) <laughs> yeah so yes the perspective, perspective i want is i want the, i want george floyd's story in my rearview mirror as small as it can get yeah go ahead I, Tim. I want king of all blacks <laughs> to, <tell me. laughs> to call in with a connection like his voice is coming through a copper pipe in the plumbing <laughs> and see Exactly. Here's the difference. 9-11, he had people on the ground in their homes, callers, police officers, yep. everything you could think of calling in. And he was just he was just fielding calls from all yep. walks of life that day. It was incredible. And what is he doing for this? <laughs> <laughs> He's contemplating his next thought. And <laughs> hold on, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Spock, <laughs> you're not you're a so, you're not a soul you're not a you're not a Starfleet officer. <laughs> well, not not only that. The, my my point about telling you about white liberalism, and 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 uh-huh. my particular situation, what I've seen, the reality of what I've seen is, is that a lot of the white people expressing outrage are phonies. They won't live next door oh. to you. <laughs> Go ahead. What he's seen, he just said he hasn't been on a man town in his bedroom for months. What he's seen, he he barely sees the other half of his house. He's just expecting, you think he might be signaling, he might have a Beth button on the desk where he's going, come in, knock yourself in, knock knock your foot on the table so I can get out of this conversation. Look, what did you do? Oh, sorry, sorry, uh, Iman, I have to, Iman, whatever this guy's name, I got to get, oh, Beth just hurt herself. I didn't know you were recording. I'm sorry, I thought the show was over. It's uh, 6.05. Oh, I'm sorry. So this there's no way he can get out of this. He's so uncomfortable. It's just that, scary. Clock, that, that clock in my room has Roman numerals. I'm confused. <laughs> it says it's one 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 V o'clock. That's the bottom line, <laughs> You're a black man? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. You move into black a white man. neighborhood. Man. You move into a white neighborhood, people will run the fuck out of that neighborhood. All the ones who are <laughs> And carrying on, sit on. I know, but I've seen that. I've seen it up close. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Stern. Thank you so much for that. That next clip is um, number 15. Robin, the queen of all shitty analogies, strikes again. 
It's like the opposite of cockroaches. Cockroaches run when the lights go on. Right. These white liberals run when the lights go off. <laughs> okay. Do we really want to tackle this one? I. You know what? I'll just let, I'll just let that sit there. That's good, Robin. You're yes. helping. Yes, you're, you're helping. helping cause. Black people are like cockroaches, right? Let's play it again. It's like the opposite of cockroaches. Cockroaches run when the lights go on. Right. These white liberals run when the lights go off. <laughs> and the NAACP award goes to. <laughs> okay, I, hold on. I, just, I want her to be on like a real Housewives of Atlanta reunion and just have them beat the fuck out of her. <laughs> Number 16, racism solved. But you want to stand with your brothers, then um, put your money where your mouth is. When you buy a house, stay in the neighborhood, even if a a nice black family moves in. That's that's going to change the world. There you go. All right, Amon. I'll try to make you happy today. (laughs) This never would have happened if you just stayed in the house. (laughs) Didn't move. Do you think Malcolm X feels good? (laughs) <laughs> just like that one Sam Kinison line apparently apparently what would he be what would he do if he saw if Martin Luther King saw Webster and Mr. T you mean they I took a bullet for this this is why they shot me <laughs> <I'm>... <laughs> please read number 17 <laughs> uh... the evolved feminine I am so befuddled. The evolved <laughs> feminist with a discourse on the merits of fucking Kellyanne Conway. <laughs> I remember this. <laughs> ended the problem. Howard, long time, first time. Thank you. Um, more importantly than all of this, how do I vomit on the air from saying that you would fuck Kellyanne Conway? <laughs> well... <laughs> I don't know. I've heard guys. I, I think you would uh, fuck her, David. I, I do. I, I really. Uh, honestly, do you not? Revolting. My gag, like my, like my reflex. Your gag goes, reflex. Yeah. Every every single time he mentions fucking women because it sounds so forced. Yeah, it really fake. is like, I don't know. It's like going to your annual OBGYN. Nobody likes it. So he's going this this clip he goes on about how she's like she's still considered fuckable by a lot of people. Well, I guess, you know, a crack in the wall is also considered fuckable by some people, but she looks like something out of Madame Tussauds wax museum. She's not sexy in any way, shape, or form. I'm sorry, guys. I would fuck Sand before I fucked Kellyanne Conway. Not that I have such lofty standards, but she's you know, like what's he going on about this for? Is that because the only name he knows? I don't know. It's just like how he was with the other ones, Huckabee Sanders. Remember? Oh, wait. oh, um, yeah. But, well, no, but what's Sarah. your name? The one, uh, um, uh, the one up in Alaska. What's her fucking name? Palin. Uh, Palin. That's the one. Yeah, and he he went on this whole diatribe about how you'd totally fuck her. You know, you'd fuck her. You know. Okay, we get you. You're you're straight, Howard. Do I think again? You're a phony. I know I would. You I'm would. more into black and. I'm more into black and Spanish women to begin with, so even if she was, like, 20 years younger, I probably wouldn't fuck her. But now, I mean, she looks like rigor mortis is setting in. I mean, she's like a skinny skank. Mm. You know, yeah, I, I, what does this have to do? 
And it just came about. It just came about. You're talking about <laughs> George Floyd, and now it's that, the merits of fucking Kellyanne Conway seems to come up into the show from the evolved feminist. This would be like you, I I don't know, telling me about a suicide in your family, and I bring up flatulence. It's just like, <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Guys talk big on Twitter. They go, "This one's ugly." I, I, I follow um, Emily Ratajkowski. Whenever she's in a new bikini, <laughs> oh, I follow her. <laughs> and he never gets that name right, as far as I know. <laughs> go ahead, Sam. Let everybody hear. <laughs> he follows her. Emily Ratajkowski. <laughs> <laughs> what you don't believe he's 110 112 percent hetero throw your fist up in the air howard you're such a yeah <laughs> and, right. well wait a sec yeah of course you fucker you go on twitter or daily mail or anything you read the comment ah oh, she's ugly look at her belly button she's a fucking moron look who says this about that the emily radikowski or whatever her name is Emily Ratatouille. The negative comments on <laughs> Instagram and, yeah. superstar Emily Ratajkowski. Like, why would that, he be looking at that? That don't actually exist. Look at how disgusting she is. I wouldn't fuck her with your dick. I read one. I'm like, are these guys nuts? I I don't say she's a rocket scientist, but you would fuck her. I'm so he went from Kellyanne Conway, the fuckability of her. To people complaining about how ugly and unfuckable Emily Radikowski, Radikowski or whatever the fuck her name is. And well, uh, we'll call her M. Rada. That's what she says on her Instagram. So M. Rada, by the way, they, I wouldn't fuck her with your dick. That's what he said about Paris Hilton. So that yeah. line was never actually spoke about M. Rada. It's just him repeating yeah. something he said, I don't know, 10 years ago. 10 years Thanks. earlier, yeah. Exactly. How dare you lie? Oh, of course. Emily Ratajkowski, of course. But and I know guys. I've that. seen what guys Kelly fuck. Kelly they would Conway. fuck Kellyanne Conway in two seconds. I see, <laughs> I've seen up Again, everyone's being fake. Yeah. They don't live next door to black oh, no. people, and they would what? fuck Kellyanne Conway. We're going to tie God. it together. <laughs> I can't, even in my most. <laughs> Depraved thoughts of I not my thoughts. I I wait. Hold on. I can't. I'm I'm short circuiting. Try how your can, best. How can you compute this racial injustice with Kellyanne Conway's fuckability with M. Rada, a social media star, to now back again? We're circling the roundabout to back to black people not living in the neighborhood and white people moving out. How is this happening all at once? This is such an awful smoothie. Can you imagine what this tastes like? If this were a smoothie, it would be anchovies, mango, fucking protein powder, and shit. Coriander. (laughs) Cumin. Oh my god. Kale and fucking piss. (laughs) Number 18, I guess he wasn't fucking a model in college. <laughs> in college, I had sex with a lot worse than <laughs> Kelly and Conway. A lot of people I was with had a busted helmet, like myself. And uh, listen, these women were desperate. They had sex with me. 
And I was desperate, and I had sex with them. It was equal <laughs> it was desperation. A time. <laughs> and I know desperation. Paging Woody Belkin's stat. Can we find out once and for all if he was fucking a model in college or not? Can we call? Can we call the well-met train that wasn't running all the time. See who the operators. Uh, how about the next one? Poor Robin recounts her tale of racist woe. <sighs> Well, you don't know the horror of one day you've grown up with people and the next day when they're out with some friends that don't know they have black people in their neighborhood and they refuse to acknowledge you because they don't want to let anybody know they know black people. It couldn't be because they just thought she was a fucking idiot. Go ahead. Wait, wait. I had to do the uh, math on that conversation. So what did you say? You wait till you know people. What? Wait till you know people who... um uh, hold on. Let's let's start it back. Because I'm not understanding that what she just said, actually. Well, you don't know the horror of one day you've grown up with people and the next day when they're out with some friends that don't know they have black people in their neighborhood. So what that, it, that said, doesn't even that doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. The people that don't know they have black people in their neighborhood, the person that you just said you knew. No, she just said, wait till the yeah, horror saying, saying, of, you know, people who know people who have friends that's like saying you know you know you know what are you talking about (laughs) well she's she's trying to tie it into the story she told in her book about this friend that uh all of a sudden wouldn't uh give her the time of day she goes she came to the realization as a child oh it must be because i'm black and that's the way she wrote it in her book or because you're a pompous cunt yeah she has no friends throughout the whole book and they refuse to acknowledge you because they don't want to let anybody know they know black people. Right. I had that happen. You know, sure. kids I'd known since kindergarten who uh, suddenly stopped talking to me. Yeah, it wouldn't be because you're a fucking twat. Uh, number 20. Uh, can you read number 20? King Baby misses his tissue and toothpick tutor. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, I used to be a Big time radio DJ who had his own studio and people who (laughs) took care of my every need. You know, I used to have a tissue replenisher in the studio. There was somebody who even manned the. (laughs) (laughs) Do you imagine there was a whole swath of guys? That's all their job was like to replenish the tissue and have it ready. (laughs) Did they move from the neighborhood? (laughs) Like a royal page tissues for yeah. And now I'm like, I sit here in my basement with my little setup, and I look at that empty tissue box, and I go, oh. Who was supposed to fill this? I'm going to be like, I'm not going to have any tissues because I'm not going to replace it. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Coming up, Howard refills the tissue. Beth will come down here and notice my tissue box is empty. But, you know, it would require me to go upstairs, I, you know, find a box of tissues and walk all the way down here. And I'm not going to do it. Oh, oh that I'm, was so easy, Howard. Come on. I'm a guy who used to have a tissue replacer. And now <laughs> oh my God. I don't have. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You're <laughs> telling me that someone was on the payroll. <laughs> replace <laughs> fucking Charmin? Like what? <laughs> or Venus? Maybe that was maybe that was Heidi Cortez's job. Did she talk? 
can't. So it's going to go in a while. And we're listening to this guy and Robin, who's coaching him through not having tissue replacements as, <laughs> as we should listen to them. <laughs> the shower. <laughs> He's in the fetal position in the oh shower. Yes. <laughs> Tissues in my basement. <laughs> I have no girl to replace my water. Yeah. I have no dude to shush the staff. <laughs> I even had a toothpick replacer. <laughs> and now I'm in my basement alone. Are you happy, Corona, what you've done to me? I'm a celebrity. I'm not supposed to be getting my own tissue box. <laughs> I'm I'm sure this is going to get cut out because of the music, but I, we'll try it anyway. You know this, what kind of should a Mark Ronson work on this with him? Oh my god, he might as well be fucking. I I can't even imagine. Like what he should be Artie's dad. <laughs> Quadriplegic. Here that I was am. the saddest move you've ever made when you took the empty tissue box out of the holder. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you poor thing. Robin, how sad is this? Go ahead. <laughs> I'm going to play a little more just to see. Don't do that. Box. you imagine if, <laughs> saw, if I saw some, some intern replace toothpicks for you? But I had to do it like running. You know how the tennis, the tennis kid, the ball, uh, tennis ball, the ball boys and ball like girls ball have to rush, get the, get the balls and rush back to the ends. Yeah. Same thing with him. They gotta go. There's like a ten second. <laughs> do it in nine point two seconds, or get Puffs. the fuck out. You're fired. <laughs> These have aloe vera. Go fuck yourself. You're fired. <laughs> Throw them. <laughs> Do you know I made my own breakfast today? I used to oh. have someone who uh, got my yogurt and raisins and granola and Metamucil all in a bowl. I'm going to remember all that stuff when you do go back. <laughs> 324. <laughs> Screen cap. <laughs> I'm asking this guy what to do with racial relations, and he's fucking putting. He can't even put yogurt in a bowl. Or they better. Have to be a lot of retraining. You're not kidding. We're probably gonna have to fire everyone and start with new people. <laughs> do you know I had a guy who came in every morning? And check the studio temperature to make sure it was what I liked. And now I'm freezing, and I'm too lazy to get up and change the temperature myself. Okay. You better get off on that roof and get the bird off. Oh, shit. I feel more. I can't breathe. I, you know what? I realized we skipped out of something that we were supposed to cover, but maybe what? We'll, we'll put it in the next. What about he, about? He can't open his eyelids in the morning. <laughs> no, but the K Rock swag. He did a tour of his stuff, like all the shit, the guitars on the walls. Uh, 
we'll have to add that to the next one, and we'll have to wrap this one up pretty soon. Um, do you do you want to wait on? Do you want to continue a little longer just to finish because we have about ten clips left? Oh, I don't give a shit. This is hilarious. I'm dying. Okay, <laughs> keep going with the song. Oh my god, and my house is falling apart. What? Last night? Yeah. I don't know about you, but I, everything. I was. This is what I was afraid of. All right, turn off that fucking piano music. <laughs> By the way, I made my bed this morning again. Never had to do that. Good for you. This show's never been funnier. Good for you. Things are not falling apart as fast as you think. Oh, my God. You have no yeah. idea. Like, lights yesterday were going. Wait. Wait. They are. Just wait. My wife's going to come and break a fucking hip. We live she, coming down she, the stairs trying to pet a cat who hates her in a great way. I found out there was yeah, a power. Yeah, what was that all about? There was a power outage in my neighborhood. And then what it did was it fucked up everything. It blew out a whole bunch of systems. So now we can't turn the lights on. We can't get the shades down. You know, it's just like oh, things. Things Look are just falling. And then like uh, yesterday, it goes. Wah. <laughs> <laughs> When my automatic shades don't come down anymore, I have to the pull power, on the... the power went off. <laughs> oh my god! It's like trench okay. warfare in World War World War One. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I think yeah. we have to go up to the attic and find the. the, the <laughs> oh no, not the attic! You know, the, the fuse box. Oh my god! Well, there aren't fuses. Oh my god! Yeah, whatever you know what? it is. You know what I'm thinking of. <laughs> He just said that we're going to have to go up to the attic. I'm thinking of the intro to Are You Afraid of the Dark on Nickelodeon. It's like, it? it was like, they just showed up. They just had like this ominous music and it would just be rocking boats in the thing. And then they'd go up to the attic and it was creaky. <laughs> See, this is where if he was telling a story like 10, 20 years ago, Fred would have to drop. He would have that music ready, but no. Circuit breaker. Yeah, I go, what? <laughs> I want to know take what a that is. I'm just on a three-hour grueling radio. Show. <laughs> he doesn't know what it is. So, nobody has sympathy for me. Did you go out there? No, I went right to bed. I couldn't handle it. <laughs> I don't care. I let the fucking lights all go out. So I live in a cave. Lower the shades. Oh my go god. He has the <laughs> circuit breaker. I mean. Yeah. What is he, Benjamin Franklin with a kite and a fucking... I need a circuit breaker tutor. I am shocked at how stupid he is all the time. <laughs> Number 21, a horse fishes for compliments. It's oh, just that the world... Oh, here's my wife, the first yeah. lady of oh, the United tissues. States. Howard! Oh, honey, the first where did lady you get tissues? You tissues? Where did I get tissues? Where do you find them? How did <laughs> you have if you were on the air to bring down your that's the Bren Hatley music. Yeah, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And he's because no longer. They, they had the Bren yeah. Hatley mare music. That's the Bren Hatley music. Oh wow! Well, cute my wife's shirt is. What is that? A I love it with pearls on. Isn't that cute? Wow! <laughs> Can Robin see me? Yep. Can you see me? Hi there. Oh, hi. I love you in glasses. Beth, We're not on the air, are we? Yes. Oh, she knows he's on the fucking oh, air. She just said. Uh, do you not know how to tell time, honey? It's the hours is the shorthand and the minutes are the long hand. 
you know? I swear on Bianca, I did not know. I oh swear on the, I swear on the pool anchor that is our bulldog that I no, didn't know. I love my first pet, Moses. He died when I was 15 peacefully on the stairs of our family steps, and uh, I never swear on his life. Really? I did not know. I thought you were finishing that anyway. Oh. I'm embarrassed. Yeah. I don't look good. You look good. You look damn good. Good Lord. If you had told me in high school that I'd be sleeping with you every night, I would have fallen <laughs> off my chair. What else do you need? Hey, wait a minute. I think I've I heard that before. Every every year that you try to pretend you're straight. You know what I mean? Thank you. What else do you need? You know what I mean? Did you know you're the first lady of the United States now? You told me last night. Yeah. I uh, And you're not dressing appropriately. Know, you should be, like, dialed up for uh, <laughs> this is great. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm the first lady in the United States. You know I am? I'm not dressing appropriately. We you know, like my world's covered in litter and catch it. What? <laughs> can, you read, can you read number 22? Oh, yes, I can. Mike from Maine dropped some basic podcast studies on Wiggy. Hey, Mike. This is Mike from... Oh, Mike from Maine. I haven't talked to him in a long time, actually. Where have you been? Hey, Howard. I've been trying like hell, man, to get through. It's hard. It's, you know, you get a lot of new callers that are calling in. But... Yeah, I've been trying to call from the back office for, like, minutes now. And uh, <laughs> we've now been what? able to get through. <laughs> Wild and keeps trying to rate me. I think they're I know. hogging up the phone lines. I think what it is is... I we got a lot of new listeners because they made the app free. <laughs> There's not a single positive, positive tweet, but they got a lot of new listeners because it's free. The people are canceling even though it's free, and they're having trouble canceling. Oh, my God. It's like the mafia. It's like Michael Corleone in Godfather Three. Every time you want out, they pull you back in. And so, and they're home to listen to it. Yeah, you know, a lot of people don't have the dedication to call in while they're at work and jeopardize their careers just to, be, you know. <laughs> the show, but. but you know what else is weird? <laughs> what? This is something we learned through our Sirius XM research. You know, being on in the morning was key because everybody got up and went to work in the morning. Right. Yeah. The whole fucking thing has changed. Actually, when we're on live for the three hours, it's the lowest listenership we have all day. It's later in the day it builds. <laughs> so welcome to podcasting. Uppers. I thought you guys weren't counting, right? <laughs> Fire yeah. him. Hi, right. by the way, yeah, Jim, Meyer, Jim Meyer, anyone who works in Sirius that, you know, has any sort of uh, deal on how you dole out money, <laughs> please. <laughs> Stop. Stop being this person. Because <laughs> that was the, that was what I realized when we were talking about Sirius in those in the clips that he's talking about. Oh, <laughs> so we missed the second. I can't believe I skipped over it. We'll do it for the next one. You know, you who cares? You're going to do it this time. Yeah, I'm, you're I'm not going to lower or make it later in the day. No, if we made it later in the, I fade it later in the day. What, Mike? Sorry, Howard, I didn't interrupt. You get a whole generation of people that are younger that listen to podcasts. Like, they're used to downloading something and listening to it when they want to. So I'm, I'm a traditional guy that listens in the morning, but 
you know, uh, I listen to your station all day, but I'm saying these people are used. That's what they want to do. They want to take it with them somewhere and listen to it later. So <laughs> nobody wants to take him anywhere. I was struggling you, getting through these clips. <laughs> you have no idea how much I've struggled. <laughs> I listen to this on my app sometimes. I'm like, uh, I go for a walk or something. I'm like, all right, this will be the time that I have to suffer through this. And I'm like, this is ruining my walk. <laughs> Okay, um, I want I want to. We're gonna have to finish through these. Okay, thank you. I I do feel like when are we ever gonna get back to that? This is the projecting about the future, and I don't really know the answer. I don't think for sure. I don't think even by January, anyone will be going back into Manhattan and using those offices. Does that sound like he already knows he's not coming back? This is the gayest magic eight ball you can ever <laughs> fucking shake. <laughs> well let me ask you this because i've been having discussions of my own about this do you think you will go back to the studio full time even when you go back no no those days have sailed that ship has sailed But I would come in if a band comes in because one right, of my that's greatest what I was pleasures. Saying, that for special occasions, you play that riff again. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah. Play Hot Cross Buns. I'll be impressed. <laughs> so wig on the future of Sirius. But I don't know. Thank you. I don't know when we're going to get back to being in the studio, if ever. I mean, the part I miss is the musicians coming in. I, yeah. I um, oh. <laughs> Papa Fui himself was speaking to an engineer yesterday who was in the building. He said there's about 12 people between all three floors. It's like a ghost town. Wow. There. Yeah. I mean, they can't. They, listen, they can't have people come in. They, they, COVID-19 is raging. Nothing has changed. Is it because Cuomo just went on his Cuomo sexual boyfriend just had a press conference and said, Things are pretty much down. Yeah. So I don't know what he's talking about, but okay. You can't have people sitting next to each other. And I think what's going to happen is we're realizing, I think, as a company more and more, that a lot of people can do their jobs from home, mm-hmm. including <laughs> us. So this guy that insisted for fucking over a decade he had to be in studio to, to connect with people is now going, oh, you can do it from home. Okay. Who in Sirius is going to pay this guy $5, let alone $5 million, let alone $100 million, to sit in his basement and pontificate like this? Nobody. Nobody. They've got his archives. And as edited as they might be, it's still better than having him because you could have no dead air if you want. You could have specials 24-7 and have all new content for a year, every single one, like 24 hours all like or old content, but different, consistently different. Um, the next one, number twenty-five. I love music. I um, I love musicians. I love what they do. I love music. Oh, it's great. It's, <laughs> it's it is the most fun thing <laughs> to watch. Doesn't that sound like you'd fuck Kellyanne Conway? The same conviction. I love music. I, I, love, I love pussy. Could you? I, I. It would be like saying, I I love I love food. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love breathing. I love cars. I love. <laughs> I love water. Uh, so, uh, number twenty-six. Uh, would you like to read that one? Sure. I'd rather talk about garbage than the biggest story in the country. <laughs> yeah, but you got me caught up in all that garbage. I was going to tell you. I was trying to talk to you about something else. Listen, did you see Joe Gregory Floyd's porno? <laughs> Who? He got it wrong. Hello? Gregory Floyd's 
murdered in the street. That's George Floyd. George Floyd. Oh, I'm so glad. Isn't that nice, Fillmore, that they're talking about this and they made sure they have King of All Blacks and they got the name wrong? <laughs> wrong completely. George Floyd. Oh, Did you right. see his porno that he's in? No, I don't want to. I don't want to get into that. But no, I'm going to have you, you see, call in. Yeah, and do, do, but do, you, do you see him? That wasn't the prescription. Like he didn't know that was going to happen. But doesn't that sound like so odd for him to go like, eh, I don't want to talk about it. He talked about nothing but fucking stepfather stepfather porn. But you don't want to talk about a potential porn involving George Floyd. <laughs> or the fact that you had King of All Blacks call in, who's obviously on the payroll, and you knew he was calling yeah. in, so you must have had him bring this up for a reason. Yeah, I figured. Well, I mean, I don't know. Maybe he didn't. Maybe it was something he threw in at the last minute, but who knows? <laughs> I mean, it's not, it's not nothing to be ashamed of. He's in a I don't know what you're talking about, and I get nervous with you, because I don't know, I don't know what you're talking about, and... You better move out. George Floyd is in a porno flick. I didn't make it up. He's in a porno flick. Is that true, Robin? I don't know. I'm looking now. (laughs) He's like, Bowie, find that tape for me. Find it now if it really does exist. And I mean, like. our newswoman? Oh. I don't know. Howard, I'm looking right now. Hold on a second. I I was able to find it, I think. But do you know that it's him? Oh god! I mean, it sort of looks like him. I haven't oh, seen it. So bad. King, I haven't seen it. Like, and who gives a fuck at this point? Like, who gives a fuck? So bad and awkward. Yeah, I can't play any more of that. Um, the next one. Wow, I have a mansion. I'm too afraid to leave. And one fine, you'll dead find me dead here. Before COVID nineteen, I used to just if I heard a hum, I just yell, and uh, it would be. What's that hum? Right. What? Well. The good old play. days. Would you appreciate what... He's talking about uh, people who are uh, expediters to do his right. every bidding. Yeah. So what did he I heard do? Versailles? <laughs> Pretty much. You have a lot more when it returns to quote-unquote yes. normal. Yes. It's never going to return to normal, though, the way I see it. Not for me. I'm never going to trust that COVID-19 is not in the air, and I don't want to die. I want to live. Oh, please Howard, die. You this huge house. Yeah. You're not going to open it? No. <laughs> no. I'm just going to. And one day I'm not going to be on the radio and you'll know that I died in the house. <laughs> oh, we thank God. I can't yeah. wait. You'll know I'm dead. So there's a bit about Oprah that he goes into because she got she did some Zoom commencement for some graduating class, I, I believe. And mm-hmm. uh, it's like, I didn't see it, I didn't hear it, but he played some clips of it. And then this one's called Projection. The commencement game is to be sold and not told, son. But, of course, with everything going on, all the graduation ceremonies are online. So a lot of celebrities have been filming virtual commencement speeches for the kids. Yeah, I saw that happening. Oprah did one on Facebook. I don't know how that comes about. Did they pay her to do that? Like, it was a... No, probably not. Because <laughs> like, he knows so he'd have to be paid Oprah to do Oprah is the equivalent of Crazy Alice because if you're not... <laughs> if you're not paid, I mean, we're not paying. Half bread. So insane. I... Gay Howard. Unless, unless you're paid, it's not. it doesn't mean anything. Pretty much. You posted on Facebook for all... 
it, it's for everyone. If you want to have a commencement speech, you just watch Oprah. But Jesus Christ, is it boring? I tried to get through it. I couldn't. He hates her so much. Yeah, Horrible. I don't know that Oprah is getting paid for that. Give some commencement speeches if I can get paid. No, well, don't because Meryl Streep fell asleep through your speech. Goodbye. I'm surprised. Like he's not basically serious is paying him to breathe on the air. Uh, Number 29. Please read that one. I wrote that one especially for you. Oh, you fuck. (laughs) (laughs) I've read most of these. Come on. I, I, I can't believe I was so impressed with myself and I look at all these clips you did. I'm like, I'm a loser. (laughs) (laughs) You got clip envy. (laughs) I, I have NPD for clips. Uh, the shusher is supposed to be good with a knife, (laughs) but only in matters of business. For her, it's always been talking and sharing stories. Oh my goodness. I don't believe any kid watched that. I, no offense. Hi, everybody. It's Howard. I'm not going to bullshit you. For those of you looking for answers, you never find them. Then you drop dead. <laughs> uh, the only thing I can tell you is if you work really hard, at some point in your life, you might actually get to the point where you have a shusher. Where. <laughs> Fillmore. Go ahead. You know, you're going to know you've made it in life. Just listen. Okay. <laughs> okay. Number 30. Projection from both Wig and the Fat Man. Got to have this music, though, on my... On my... <laughs> what a terrible... Like, why not speak from the heart? Why read this speech? Not relating anymore. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> She's not, not relating, relating anymore. anymore. And the last one. The, la- the last one's just for you. It's real quick. Never do blackface. <laughs> well, really, you know what you've learned in all this time. Never do blackface. <laughs> Never do blackface. Never. Don't wash your asshole in the sink. <laughs> what? Wait. <laughs> don't make your limo driver famous. <laughs> That was a clip. That was just a clip of him. They were, you know, mocking Oprah's, um, uh, what do you call it, uh, right, commencement like, speech. He's being, he's being serious. Never do blackface. Never she said that. let your she said limo. That. Right. But then never let your limo driver get famous. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are really points that he thinks are solid. <laughs> <laughs> you should have, I didn't even get all of them. I mean, that was just that was just a couple of them. And uh, apparently, from what people have said, that they scrubbed that blackface line out of the replay. Yeah, and it might did. very well come, it might very well come up on ours, and I have to edit that out. And if that happens, guys, well, you're hearing us talk about it. So just imagine us doing it I'll, in my best Robin voice. And we yeah, also and- know we've learned, Howard, never do blackface. And we don't do blackface. <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> right now, I'd be happy to do clean face because um, it's real. It's early in the morning now. So I think that's going to be it for us for now. We have stepped over the second, which really wasn't particularly noteworthy, uh, other than the fact that um, um, <laughs> it was all meta talk about pre-coronavirus fee. Bob D, you'll love that one. His fisting preferences. 
um, and then talking about his decor in the mansion. But um, <clears throat> we'll get into that with the next one. And as soon as I get yesterday's show, I'm going to cut it up and maybe we'll get another episode this weekend. So any closing also- thoughts, my dear? I'll try to help you with next week's. I was super impressed with my <laughs> 10 clips. I <laughs> My 10 clips I first tried out. <laughs> I go, like a rookie Luddite pile of shit. And <laughs> I recorded them on 8-track. <laughs> I was so impressed with myself. It's all right. You did fucking, good. It's like a CD on Kazaa. <laughs> <laughs> Baby steps. Oh, my God. Either way, I'll be happy to help with the next few. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's good. All right. Well, the guys, uh, well, I don't know. This is going to be a first part, a one part or a two parter, but whichever way, um, thanks for listening. And um, I want to give out sh- a smooth shout out to our dears, Josie Wales and Raven, who do the, who are the mainstays of the listening thread or the mockery th- thread rather on our Facebook, in our Facebook group rather. And also a big shout out to Brendan Flaherty. Mm-hmm. Who uh, did? Who really pitched in this week and did a great job helping the girls and riffing and with really doing a great job on the gifts. So I couldn't help funny. as much as normal. I couldn't help up as much as I normally would because I was really busy this week getting some of these clips. <clears throat> but uh, you did a really good job, and all the usual cast does a great job. And I will say that Raven would like maybe a little more help in the next. Um, week or so when she goes back to work, she might need a little helping hand. She'll still be on there, but it, she always um, loves to have people helping uh, when she when you can. Yes, Sam. You guys can also really help by not in the middle of the night moving out of neighborhoods. In your bare in your bare feet, so your uh, shoes don't make any noise. <clears throat> so. All right, guys. (laughs) Take it easy. (laughs) We'll solve racism (laughs) one at a time. (laughs) Just stay where where you are. (laughs) Love you. Bye. Do you mind if we dance with your dates? Why, no. Not at all. Go right ahead. If I was in your shoes, I'd be uh, leaving. What a good idea.